Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Troy Dooley, the host of Real Mentors Radio. I am sitting here. The windows are open. The breeze is coming in off of the the Gulf of Mexico. I'm drinking some tangy. What is this called? Tangy tangerine from Longevity, the complete multivitamin mineral complex. I am uh, been on that product now for about a week. I tell you what, it's it's got a great taste. You ever had that that vitamin B? Doesn't matter what product it is. You get vitamin B of any kind, A, B, C, D. You know, one, two, three, four, five. You get it in there and you start belting up, and it, and it tastes like it tastes like vitamins. I tell you what, this stuff doesn't. I don't know if it's because they've got that that citrus flavor of the tangerine, but it is it is a phenomenal tasting product. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this stuff works. They're selling over a million dollars a month in this product. So it's uh, it's got to be doing something for somebody, but it tastes good. I'll tell you that much. Hey, we are on chapter three. Really, I should say it's principle number three. I left some chapters out of here, uh, but just of time. 30 minutes is never long enough, but I don't want to keep you. You guys are out there jogging and running and listening to the show, but we're in Chris Widener's book, Live the Life You Have Always Dreamed of, 10 Rock-Solid Principles That Will Absolutely, Positively, Turn your dreams into reality. And on Chapter 3, we're talking about goals are for achieving. Now, I don't know about you, but goals really suck. If you're anything like the common everyday person, whether you call them goals or resolutions, you're always writing them down, you're always having them in your mind, and in hell or high water, they never get accomplished. And And it's... It's frustrating, is it not? I mean, after a while, you think, man, why does everybody talk about goal setting? Because it just never happens. I write them down. I lose them. I think about them. I visualize them. Nothing happens. Well, today, we're going to dig a little deeper because Chris has a has a philosophy on this that, that truly is a lot like mine, and I think mine came from the Marine Corps more than anything. I don't think Chris was in the military, but he's got some good points. He starts this off. Listen to this. He says, goals is a to- is a topic that many people talk about both in a positive as well as a negative sense. Some people are goal maniacs and others think they're a waste of time. He said, "I'm somewhat different. I care about one thing, and this is where Chris and I agree. Results." See, in the Marine Corps, we didn't write down goals. I mean, that's, you know, you get a bunch of guys sitting around, we're getting ready to to take a an objective that's out there somewhere. We've got a mission to complete. We don't say, well, what's the goal? You know, let's let's write these down and make a plan. Nope, we don't do that. Here's the mission. Here's the objective. Now let's create something that's going to produce results. And we're results-oriented. That's what separates goals that you're frustrated about and truly reaching that objective, that purpose that you have in life. Now, does it matter if you write them down or not write them down? You know, I guess it depends on if you're a visual person. You know, I don't think a lot of goal-setting books ever take into account some people are not visual. So if you're writing them down, it isn't going to mean a hill of beans. Some people are auditory. So they need to hear their goals all the time. I'm, I'm researching a company called Avant, and they teach this. And as I'm listening, because I'm listening to like three CDs a day of theirs. 
phenomenal stuff. And I realized, oh, wow, this is cool because what this company does is teach you not to just listen if you're auditory, but they also teach you if you're visual to write them in your journal. They kill two birds with one stone. So that's something to think about. So write them down, don't write them down. That's going to be up to you. But you need to achieve them. And I think that's where a lot of us get frustrated. We say, well, I'd love to achieve my goals, but you don't know what all happened to me today, and I never got back to my goals. Well, then they weren't really goals. See, a goal is something that you've put a timeline to. Prime example, women decide to get married. Now, now, look, I'm using a conservative approach. They decide to get married. They decide to have a baby. They start making love to their husband. They get pregnant. Guess what happens? Those are goals. And now all of a sudden they have a timeline. Oh, my gosh, we've got nine months. We've got three trimesters. What are we going to do? Oh, we, 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 need to get to, we need to get over to Macy's. We've got to put together the, the little registry so people will know what to buy us. We've got all these baby showers. Oh, my gosh, I'm looking fat. Now I've got to go buy new clothes. Oh, it's getting time. Yes, the doctor has told me the baby's 8 pounds, 13 ounces, and 20, what was that, 20 inches long or something like that. And his name is Gabe Dooley, and he was brought into this world yesterday. Felicia had her goals. Guess what happened? She was two days early. See, there's an achieving process there. So, since my mom is listening, you are now a great-grandma. Once more time to little Gabe Dooley. Now, here's the kicker. We all have these goals. Men have the same thing. Got to go to school. Got to get an education. Got to go find that job. Got to build my career. Got to become a stud. Got to join the softball team. Whatever the case is. Here's where we're different. See what you're doing here is you do those things, you achieve those accomplishments, you focus on training, you focus on practice, but you never wrote them down. You never called them goals. One of the hobbies that I have, because several people in my family made a career sideline out of this, and that is shooting pool. I love to shoot pool. So do my boys. Now, I didn't set a goal to become, you know, the next big old stud, you know, and and be out there playing. But what I do do is take some time out constantly, consistently, and I practice. I learn about the English. I learn about backspin, front spin. I learn about all that good stuff. See, that's stuff most people wouldn't know unless they play. We're all this way, but then when we get ready to set goals for our life or our career, we freak out on it. And I think I know why. And Chris covers this here in just a second. What happens is all of a sudden we stop setting realistic goals. Chris writes this. First thing you have to do is be realistic. Too many people get hyped up about people promising the world, and they set goals that seem that simply aren't realistic. See, I never dreamed of being the number one ranked pool player in the world. Although I have relatives that were ranked number one in, in respective states where they played, I just knew I loved the game. I also love ping pong. Some of you know it as table tennis. Pretty good at that, too. But it's not something that I set out to. So I don't have any goals for those. But I can remember when I joined A.L. Williams, 18, 19 years old, setting unrealistic goals. I remember when when A.L. Williams in the early days wasn't working out for me, I walked into a MetLife dealership because MetLife dealers, I mean dealerships, listen to me, MetLife insurance agencies, they all drove Cadillacs, big Lincoln Continentals. 
they all dress real spiffy. So I walked in, and the guy said, how much money would you like to make in your first year? I said, about a million bucks. And he laughed, and he said, I don't have a job for you, but I tell you what, I do have a friend of mine that has a debit company, and you can you can go around and, and collect the, the actual commissions from the people that have life insurance. And see, back then, a lot of, of inner-city people, they, they didn't have bank accounts. but It doesn't matter, black or white, it's just the way it was. So the insurance agents would go around on payday and pick up the money. Yeah, like I'm going to do something like that. I didn't have realistic goals, but I just left A.L. Williams where everybody was saying, you can be a millionaire, you can be a millionaire. I didn't know anything about goals. It wasn't until later that I realized, wait a minute, goals are no different than what I did in the Marine Corps. I need to set objectives and make a realistic plan to reach them. See, if your goals are not realistic, I don't care if you write them down or not, you will never achieve them. It's that plain and simple. Somebody that I admire, Darren Hardy. Now, he is an obsessive maniac when it comes to goals. Phenomenal. We, we, did, we did his book a while back. He's the editor-in-chief of Success Magazine. I've had the privilege of eating dinner with him. Just a great guy all in himself. Okay, not a hair out of place, always smiling. But he was so obsessed with this that when he decided to get married, he literally wrote down exactly what he wanted in a woman and went after it. Married just a phenomenal female leader all in her own self. Not only is she outwardly just drop-dead gorgeous, her inner personality is priceless. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he must have, and he went for it. We have to be this way. You've got to be realistic, but you have to know what it is you're going after. How do you do this? Well, we're going to get to that in a second. The second thing you have to do is you have to memorize your goals. Notice Chris doesn't say write them down. Memorize them. See, if you consistently, whether you're auditory, visual, kinesthetic, doesn't matter, whatever your personality type is, if you will use that strength and memorize your goals, constantly be seeing them in your mind or however you do it. Somebody says, hey, what's your goal? Boom, it just comes out naturally. You're more apt to hit those goals. Visualize them. Now, this is a controversial deal here, and we've talked about this in the past. Some people say name it and claim it. Some people call it law of attraction. Some people just call it visualizing. Here's what I do know. Throughout history, whether it's in the Bible or others, they say what you focus on you can't achieve. In the Marine Corps, when we were focusing on the objective, we would achieve it. Matter of fact, I challenge anybody to question that. Just go look up the history of the Marine Corps and see how few of men made history in different situations because they visualized the outcome and they knew they could not give up. And that's the key here, is that tenacity, that persistence. See, visualization means something for everybody, something a little different. But I know that if your goals are burned into your heart, if you've memorized them, if you're visualizing them, if you're working on them, then you will achieve them. It's a guaranteed fact. You can see it throughout history. But what happens is most people 
want to quit. See, it's not one of these little things in and of themselves. It's that they build on each other. The fourth thing you ought to probably do is set a time frame. See, I know by the end of this year, now at the end of last year I weighed 200 pounds. I was so excited. Dropped over, I think it was about 25, 30 pounds throughout the year. This year, by the end of of December 31st, 2012, I will be at 175 pounds. I know what my deadline is. Now, break, break that down. I know exactly how much I need to lose each quarter, how much I need to lose each month. I know what my lifestyle has changed. It's become a permanent change. There's still some things I'm cutting out, but, you know, I, I, have, I have all of a sudden changed my eating habits. Taking, um, I'm sitting here drinking Tangy Tangerine. I drink 2110 daily. I'm taking some supplements now. I'm cutting back the caffeine in my coffee. Drinking, uh, I'm drinking caffeine-free herb tea. When I travel, I'm exercising. All these kind of things are part of what I'm doing. I have my goal. I set the time frame. Next thing you need to do, and this is important, you have to surround yourself. No, excuse me. We'll get to that in a minute. You have to spend money and time on your goals. Now, this is where I get into my my linguistic side of things. I don't believe the word spend is the appropriate word to use here. I don't know if we call that a verb. Is that, is that what that is? You need to invest time and money in your goals. Spending is a mathematical term that means what? To expend, to get rid of. It's an expense. You do not expense in time and energy if you're doing this correctly. Now, sadly, most of us do. Most of us spend time on stupid stuff. We're watching porn on the computer, we're out at a club drinking with the buddies, watching the sports team, we're out at we're out at some some dance hall trying to pick up a little girl if you're single. All in all, most of those things probably aren't gonna gonna harm you. But is it really investing time and energy in your goals? I guess if you're single looking for a girl it might be, but what you have to do is look at where you waste your time. You sit around at night watching TV. Now, throughout the day, I do two things. I'm constantly focused on one screen, and in the background, I usually have some kind of business news on. Every now and then, I'll watch a great old program. Right now, I'm watching Friday Night Lights. I just I just love the actors, love that show. And every now and then, I'll put that on in the background, kind of look at it. I'm using Netflix. I'm not using TV. I don't get engrossed in TV. I like to know what my stock's doing, so I, and, and I like to know if... if in some of our newscasts that we do on the Home Business Radio Network, I'll, I'll do some news reports on the stocks of network marketing companies, so I'm constantly looking at that. But that isn't my – I don't waste time on that. It wasn't until last night that I know Senator Santorum had decided, for personal reasons, to give up the campaign. I had no clue. So you've got to focus on what's important to you. I invest – I have, have invested tens of thousands of dollars in books and CDs I've probably probably another five to ten thousand dollars just in the last decade in conferences and conventions. I'm constantly hanging out with people that I know are smarter than I am, where I can grow from them. That's why I hang out with like the Tom Hops. That's why that's why I hang out with the uh, 
Chris Widener's, the Richard Brooks. When I hang out with CEOs of companies, you know why I do that? So I can learn the business that they use. What is it that made them so great? I love hanging out with Steve and Michelle Wallach and, and Bill Andrioli and Steve Schultz and Mike. Uh, all these guys, it, it's amazing. If you've ever met Michael Randolph, he's a crazy dude. You know why I like hanging out with Tom Schnault? I learn from him. You, this guy is like the multiple stream of income guru. He makes six, seven figures in network marketing, six, seven figures in investing, six, seven figures on radio, six, seven figures in real estate. I mean, this dude is just a mecca of wisdom. You know why I hang out with Donna Valdez? I get a female perspective of what it means to, to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur, to run a female empowerment network. I mean, this is, this is what you have to do. Invest time and money in your goals. Next thing you have to do is surround yourself with people who can propel you to your goals. Now, think about this. If I just hung out, and I had a, one of my favorite uncles, just a great guy, would not trade him for anything. When we lost him, I, I was devastated because the last couple, three years, we had talked a few times on the phone, but we had not gotten together. But he used to hang out at a couple of clubs in Kansas City. And he surrounded himself with people that really didn't help him during those years achieve what he needed to achieve. Got him in trouble more than not. You can't be that way. You've got to surround yourself with people that are going to tell you like it is. I was on the phone yesterday with some good friends of mine where we make up the executive committee at the Association of Network Marketing Professionals. And you have never, I mean, I wish y'all could be a fly on the wall because we are like bestest of friends. All of them are in different companies. I'm not in a company at all. But here's the fun we have. We all get on there and we share our opinions. And you know what? Very seldom do the first round do those opinions ever agree with each other. It's not until after we dig in and we start looking at things and we start figuring out how the dots are connected that all of a sudden we say, you know what, I'm still not quite sure about this, but I respect your opinion and we'll move forward with it. And we all grow from things like that. Then you've got to act on your goals. It's, it, you can't just memorize them, visualize them, write them down, do all this crap, and, and, uh, and then say, okay, where's the magicness? <laughs> that goes back to that law of attraction. You got to get off your daggum butt, pull up your daggum bootstraps, put your overalls on, grab a shovel, and freaking start digging your way to your goals, to the objective. You got to get the results. There is nothing that has ever been built in history that was done just because somebody thought about it. This is what pisses me off when I hear people say, well, she's a self-made woman, crying out loud. I've never met a self-made anybody. Everybody has help from somebody. And I challenge you to prove me wrong on it. Just the way it is. There's always a team. I don't care if you're an individual athlete, just crossed the finish line. Somebody coached you along the way. It's the way things are. And lastly, you've got to be persistent. See, you cannot give up. You've got to have a tenacious attitude. The 
one thing that I had going for me from a very young age is I wasn't born with a silver or gold spoon. Matter of fact, I think they were bronze or or, or maybe copper because they tarnished quite a bit. Always happen to be polished. And you know what's so good about that? Is I had to do that tarnishing or that polishing myself. See, if I wanted to look into my spoon and see my reflection, I had to I had to clean off all the crap. Not like folks that have been born with gold and silver and have somebody polishing in it for them. You always wondered about that, didn't you? See, that's the difference. I used to think I wanted to be a white-collar worker until I realized it really sucks to be a white-collar worker because when you get nervous and you sweat, you get ring around the collar, and everybody knows it. They see the, they see the sweat under your arms. You know that blue-collar workers, you never see them sweat? You know why? Because they got blue clothes on. Most of the time it's dark blue, and they're busting their butt. And when they sweat, it all turns dark. See, you got to get out there, and you got to be persistent. You can't quit. You can't say, oh, it's too hard. You can't use that cotton-picking negative excuse, well, must not be God's will, because it sure the hell didn't happen easily. Okay, I hate that. If you want to do it and do it right, you've got to pick up a book like Chris Widener's book. You've got to dig deep into it. You've got to look at what you're doing. And you've got to say, you know what? I know deep into my heart this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm going to do it. I don't know how many times I've gotten people when I was building a team who said, Troy, I prayed about this. It's God's will that I be on your team. This is the company for me, and we're going to change the world. And 60 days into it. You know what? God changed his mind. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. And there was a point in my career I, 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 I detested having to work with Christians because that's exactly what I heard all the time. And I'm thinking, you know what? I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and not one time did God change his mind about what his purpose was. So it makes no cotton-picking sense to me. You've got to get out there, and you've got to bust your daggum butt, and you've got to make it happen. Troy, I want to do it. I really do. How do I do it? Write this down, because here, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you a real simple way. Maybe you didn't know this. Number one, you've got to narrow your focus. Start right and start small. Don't try to change the world overnight. I want to lose 75. I want to get down, not lose 75. I want to, I want to go from 200 to 175. That's 25 more pounds this year. In order to do that, now understand, that's 25 pounds if I haven't gained anything since the first of the year. So how am I going to do that? I'm going to start one day at a time. I want to lose one pound a day. I want to lose half a pound a day. Whatever the case is, I want to, I want to ride my bike three times a week. I only want to have to go to the chiropractor once a month. I want to get my cardio up. Whatever it is, change it. Narrow your focus. Number two, keep the long term in mind. Remember, I want to lose the whole 25 pounds. But set your sights on short-term goals. You know what? Every month when I hit that scale on the 30th or the 31st, if I've lost my goal for that month, I reward myself. I'll have a, I'll have a little bigger helping of, of a steak. Usually it's country fried steak. Or maybe I'll go and I'll have hash browns for breakfast, big old whopping, just fresh cut at Harbor Docks. Maybe I'll just go get a big old milkshake, whatever the case is. Number three which is what I just talked about. You've got to reward yourself when you achieve the goal. 
just reward yourself. Maybe your goal's small. Maybe you're saying, Troy, I just want to start thinking positive instead of always seeing things with the glass half empty. All right, that rocks. Do it. And every time you do something good, reward yourself for it. You know how I usually reward myself? I go pick up a, a just a new book that, that, that I want to read that has nothing to do with business. Like I picked up three this month just to be on the safe side. I, I picked up uh, the, the newest release of, of The Loner called Brutal Vengeance. I just picked it up. first time. I just love that series, good little Western series. And then I picked up the second book in a series called Brother O'Brien. I, I always love things of Irish and, and Scottish descent, so, so I did that. Some months I might get a new tattoo. Some months I might take page out. Whatever, whatever it is we're working on, that's what we do. See, you, you have to do that. That's how you make it happen. See, you can't bite off more than you can chew. You've got to be specific on the timeline. You've got to post those, those objectives, those resolutions, goals, whatever you call them, where you can see them, whether it's in your mind where you've memorized them on a, on a three-by-five card you know, something my pappy taught me years ago was, son, why do you why do you have this gigantic to-do list? Well, crying out loud, Dad, that's what they told me to do, write down all my to-do things, and that's what I'm doing. He goes, stop it. Get you out a three-to-five card. Write down three-to-five goals you need to accomplish. And just, just start at the top of the list and go. If you don't get them all done, get you out another three-by-five card tomorrow. Put at the top of the list the ones you haven't accomplished and any new ones you need to do. And you just go out there, son, and get it done. You know what? That's worked for him for over, I don't know, he's 70 some odd years old now. See, that's the name of the game. Don't, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Post it where you can see it. Surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you, not tear you down. That's so simple. And then you know what? Something you may not know about. Write down the benefits. Write down how you're going to change. Write down the new kind of person you're going to be when you accomplish those. See, the one thing that makes the Marine Corps one of the greatest organizations ever is that we continue to build on our own successes, the successes of the men and women that have served. Never worry about goals. We just have a mission. We have those objectives. And we create a plan. And we always put the plan in pencil, never in pen. Because we know the plan's going to change all the time, but the objective stays the same. That's what you've got to do. Man, thanks for hanging out today on Real Mentors Radio. Tomorrow, we are in principle number four. The tenacity bird, or the tenacious bird, gets the worm. We're in Chris Widener's book, Live the Life You've Always Dreamed Of. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. And remember... If you're in network marketing, act like it. I'll see you tomorrow right here on RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.